Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is your host, Hal Elrod, who nails the introductions every time. But uh, I'm excited for you to join me today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your valuable time. And uh, in exchange for your valuable time, I intend to give you a lot of value back. And with my guest today, I think that will be easy. I could just I could just turn it over and let her talk for the next 30 minutes. And I think you're going to get a ton of value. Um, this is a friend of mine. Dr. Jamie Hope. And uh, Jamie and I met at, at an event. Actually, no, no. She, we met when Joe Polish and her came to town uh, a, a year or two, probably two years ago. Jamie, how long ago was that? Yeah, it was almost two years ago. So two years ago? Yeah. And uh, we went to uh, a restaurant, I think a Mexican restaurant, I think for dinner. Mm-hmm. And, we did Cirque du Soleil. And we did Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, we went to a circus with my kids and my wife and you and Ursula, my wife, hit it off. Like you guys love each other, and <laughs> I mentioned that I was interviewing you today, and she's like, "I love Jamie." Tell oh. her I said hi. So, oh, so there you go. Hi from Ursula. Hi, oh. I love your family so much. I had so much fun playing with your kids. <laughs> I know they loved you. You're so great with kids, but and you have kids, so that would explain why you've gotten practice over the years. That helps. Um, yeah. So, all right. So, all right. Let's pretend I didn't talk to you yet. Right. We're going to do the. I want to give you an official introduction. <laughs> Deal. Uh, all right. So everybody, goal achievers, here we go. Dr. Jamie Hope is a dual board certified physician working outside of Detroit, Michigan in one of the busiest emergency departments in the country. So she has arguably like one of the highest stress jobs. Imagine working in an ER outside of Detroit, right? Like you're going to, she sees the craziest, you know, uh, people, not craziest people, but just the crazy situations Probably the craziest people too, right? I don't know. But in over, yeah, a little bit of both. But in over 12 years on the job, she's learned that no matter what brought her patients to the ER, they all want the same thing. And it's the same thing that all of us want. And that's to live happier, healthier lives. And today, whether she's helping patients, teaching future doctors, or she's engaging the local community, Dr. Hope is showing others how to create better habits and make healthy living fun, practical, and accessible. And the latest uh, way that she is doing that is her new book. It's called Habit That, How You Can Health Up in Just Five Minutes a Day. I've got the book. I'm reading the book. It is phenomenal. And um, yeah, I'm excited because uh, you know, if you are a student of personal development, you know that our lives, our results are created by our habits, right? If you have good habits, you produce good results, not just in your health, but in your finances and your marriage, you, you name it. Uh, but if you don't have, if you have bad habits, right, then you produce bad results and, and, and life can become a struggle. So really excited to dive into habits today. Um, so Jamie, welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. Oh, Hal, thank you so much for having me. I am a listener and a fan in addition to being your friend. So it is such a huge honor to be here today. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. I'm hoping that, uh, as you mentioned, you're coming to the uh, Abundance event here. Is that next month? When is the Abundance event? I don't, I'm going to look at my calendar. 
It's the beginning of August in Austin. Okay, so it is. It's coming up. So yeah, so hopefully I will. I'm gonna, I'm flying out of town as I mentioned. I'm only in town the first day of it, and so I'm gonna try to make it up so I can uh, get some of the value from the event and to see you. Yes. But um, but I want to start like I want to ask you this: How did an ER doctor become an author and national speaker on healthy habits, confidence, and resilience? <laughs> So interestingly enough, that is one of the questions I get asked most often. So when I'm speaking or at a mastermind or an entrepreneurial event, everyone's like, wait, you're a doctor. What are you doing here? <laughs> so in addition to, you know, the occasional person that collapses at a conference where I'm helping, <laughs> um, what I'm doing. So hell, in my job, I see people show up on the worst day of their life. Mm. And it's an honor. I get to take care of them. I get to be present, empathetic, you know, give them the best that medical science has to offer. But I always had this thing in the back of my head. What if we just help them upstream so they don't have to end up here on the worst day of their life? And so, and I've always been into healthy habits and personal development, just like you. And so, you know, I started doing tons of research, getting extra certifications, extra knowledge, and all these things into healthy habits. And I started, you know, learning it. And then I started teaching it. I'm an assistant professor at a medical school. So I'm actually teaching this to future physicians. Wow. And then people saw the, my expertise and started asking me to speak. And then I took all of that that I've learned and put it into a book. That makes sense. That makes sense. And the book published pretty recently, right? 2018. Yeah, no, it came out January 2019. Oh, okay. Got it. So yeah. very, very recently this year. It's my new baby and I'm so excited about it. All right. So I, here's what I like to ask. Like for me, all of my books came out of a struggle, right? Like I, you know, my first book, Taking Life Head On was I was hit head on by a drunk driver, had all these, you know, horrible injuries and had to overcome that and then felt the sense of responsibility to share what I learned that I thought could help other people. And then the miracle morning was kind of the same thing. It was like I hit rock bottom, financial crisis, created this morning routine that turned my life around. And I thought, man, I, I have to share this with other people. And so I'm wondering, you know, you're now this expert on habits. Have you ever struggled with unhealthy habits? And if so, what did that look like? Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I, that's my favorite part. I'm very like authentic, very vulnerable about this. This was my struggle. And I think like you, some of the best work, uh, you know, the books and speaking and stuff like that comes out of having gone through the struggle yourself. Mm, so yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, my diet could best be described as I was a Cheeto-tarian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did. It, was, it was just all junk food. I didn't... Uh, I think if I ate, you know, 10 servings of vegetables in my entire childhood, that was probably 9.5 of them were forced. Yeah. I remember a specific event in my childhood where my, I had canned green beans. That was our vegetable at dinner. And my mom was finally so fed up with my habits. She said, you're going to sit there until you eat those. And so I did. And I was not a defiant child. I wasn't, you know, argumentative, but I sat at that table hell until bedtime, staring at that plate of green beans because I was like, I am absolutely not going to eat those. <laughs> you sound like my daughter. I know, right? And, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm studying science, you know, nerding out, wanting to go to medical school. I had this moment uh, with Cheeto dust on my hands. <laughs> Can you imagine me like holding up this hand with a stethoscope in it and saying, now, now you need to eat broccoli. And they're like, mm -hmm, excuse me, could you please explain uh, the dust? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking, gosh, if I'm going to tell people that they need to take charge of their life and take care of their habits, I'm going to have to go through that first. 
And I'm not going to pretend it was easy, Hal. It's, and there are certain things I still struggle with, but I started, I decided not to start with green beans, my ultra nemesis. I started with the most, uh, just a very simple habit that I felt was accessible to me. And that was drink more water. Mm, so I yes. used my, you know, my goals worksheet, my habit ideas, and I put up a chart in my closet. My college roommate thought I was a total weirdo and just started tracking how much water I was drinking until I integrated that as a habit. It's been some, some years <laughs> since yeah. college and I don't even have to think about it. It's so ingrained in my life. I drink water, no problem. And so one by one in small ways, I started tackling all of those health habits and it wasn't easy. It's been many years and I love, I love vegetables. I easily can get, you know, five or more servings a day without even trying. You know, the funny thing is though, I still hate green beans. <laughs> I hate them. So other than that, I have, I've really made a big difference in, in my healthy habits and it's been I can share my struggles and help people when they stumble along the journey too, because I have been there. So let me ask you a question because I, I know that drinking water is a big, I think like for a lot of, everybody knows I should drink more water, right? Mm -hmm. And few people, you know, it's like, it's, it's one thing that people just don't succeed at doing it. And so I want to, so two things I want to, I'm going to real quick, I'm going to share how my strategy for that, how, when I made that decision, and then I want to hear if you have any specific tips. What I did is I bought this like plastic jug and uh, with like a little handle on it, a BPA free, of course. And, uh, <laughs> it, but it was, I think it was a 32 ounce jug. The way that I ensured that I got 64 ounces of water a day is I had, to, I was not allowed to have lunch until that jug was finished. Nice. So I sipped it all day long. And then, and I just kind of timed it 32 ounces before lunch and then 32 ounces before bed. And I couldn't go to bed until the jug was finished. And so it was like a really simple, accountable, right in front of my face way to do the water. So I was wondering if you had any, any, you know, something like that or, or any tips or strategies on how you either started to get the water drinking going or, or, or how you do it, you know, to this day. I know now it's kind of second nature, but how yes. are you enough so that our listeners can make that, that's a goal of theirs, they can implement it. Well, Hal, you hit on a lot of the really important things with water and with any goal setting thing. It needs, you need to be measurable. Mm -hmm. It needs to be time bound. So you know, when you're hitting your goals and have specific things. Okay. I can't have lunch until I finish this thing. And so I got a water, my own water bottle before it was cool. Back when it you know, everybody was just using the disposable water bottles all the time. Now, hopefully people are getting away from that. So, and they make them where you can track it on the side or you can track the paper. So there's, there's so many different things. The key is you have to keep it in front of you. You have to measure it. So mm -hmm. the whole, like all management and goal principles, what is measured improves, what, what is measured and recorded improves exponentially. So, and you can apply that with any of the goals and habits and it makes you substantially more successful. Now, do you, to track your, to measure and track your goals and habits, do you use paper and pen? Do you use a journal? Do you use an app? Like what works for you? I use all of the above. So I've experimented around with a couple of different ways. For my exercise goal for the year, I have a piece of paper that I laminated old school style. And every time I work out, I put the date on it. And I have the whole year in one place in my office. So I'm getting a constant visual of where am I relative to that goal. And you mark off the quarters to make sure that you're hitting it by that time. And for me, of course, like you, I like to exceed my goals. <laughs> so yeah, sure, of course. I, I see that as a personal challenge to make sure I'm always ahead of schedule. But some of the other things, tracking vegetable intake, tracking how often I'm doing meditation, yoga, things like that. I have an, a goals tracker app on my phone. Got it. So you use both. You like paper and app. Mm -hmm. 
Do you have a preference? Because I know for some people, they, you know, like for, for me, I like digital and uh, yeah, for almost everything that I do. And then I have like my, you know, Chip Franks, one of my team members, he... I love Chip. Loved, oh yeah, you know Chip? Yes, yes. Everybody loves Chip. I love Chip yes. too. But he uh, uses, you know, he's, he's like, he loves that pen to paper, that, that feeling of being able to write in a journal. He has a journal of him at all times, everywhere he goes. Um, anyway, so, so, um, so for, do you have a preference? If you, if you pick one or the other, or does it just depend on the thing or the goal? It depends on the goal because some of them I really just want to see. And for journaling, I prefer, I do that with uh, pen and paper. But for, and then everything else I do digital. Okay, got it. So mostly digital and then paper. Yeah, for me, I haven't, you know, my phone's with me all the time. So, yes, but the beautiful thing for anybody with any goal, I assure you, there's an app for that. However, you want to track it, whatever something you'll stick with that you'll put on the first screen of your phone, don't hide it in the back. Yeah. It's whatever you'll stick with. That's the most important thing that matters. Yeah. And to me, I've, you know, I have my self concept from being a kid is I always viewed myself as a lazy, non disciplined person. And even though when I say that, usually my friends or people, they're like, but you're like the most disciplined person I know. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but, but the, right, but our self, myself, like, we still, it's like body dysmorphia, right? We look in the mirror yes. and it's like, I'm fat. And you're like, everyone's like, dude, no, or, you know, girl, no, you're not, right? Yeah. But, but anyway, so, so the point is, I think that. Uh, my, my whole, me sharing that is that, you know, it's, it's what you're talking about. And what we're talking about is it's setting yourself up for success, right? It's yes. making it easy. Like me getting that water jug removed the need for me to remember to walk to the kitchen eight times a day and refill a glass, right? Like, because yes. I'm, I'm forgetful. I'm lazy. I'm this, I'm that, right? Okay, great. You don't have to be the most disciplined person in the world. Just make it easy. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Hell, I am, I am so about that. Every little barrier to achieving a goal makes a difference. And the more you see the goal as difficult, any little barrier becomes a huge impediment to that. You're like, oh, the kitchen's so far. I'm not going to bother refilling my glass if yeah. you don't want it bad enough. So yes, I'm, you know, and I talk about that a lot, remove any possible barrier to getting it. But what you said there reminds me of one of the most other important things that I talk about in goal setting. Everybody always wants to jump straight to, okay, what's the magic secret diet that's going to fix me? No. And the key is mindset. So, you know, you described yourself as lazy and undisciplined. Those are kind of our ants, our automatic negative thoughts. Oh, I like that. (laughs) And I talk to people about eliminating your ants. Yeah. And it's that old mindset because if you still believe that, you'll try to work towards your goals, but that mindset is going to argue with that because you want to behave consistent with your behavior. If you believe stealing is wrong and you're robbing a bank, you're going to feel cognitively uncomfortable. Mm. And so same thing with those negative inner labels. So if somebody, even in terms of health, if somebody views themselves as fat, even if they're not currently, or they view themselves as a diet failure or undisciplined, they will eventually act more consistent with that inner label than with their goals. Got it. That makes sense. And and it's the same thing in business. People sabotage themselves. Hal, have you ever seen anybody do that? (laughs) <laughs> procrastination or there's, a, there's a mirror right here <laughs> <laughs> and i've done that myself and so when you see your it's about mindset first so i actually tell people before you're eliminating the junk food out of your life we need to start working on these junk thoughts mm. these ants these views of ourself this self-label and then you can actually start achieving goals then the framework that i have people follow in terms of setting up their goals and habits it's kind of almost ridiculously easy. 
it's setting that groundwork. It's the mindset of remove the barriers, and then your momentum is unstoppable. Got it. Got it. it so, do you have? You know, I know health is obviously a big focus for you personally, and also what you coach people on and teach on and speak on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you start people on a specific diet plan or exercise regimen? How do you address that? Because I know one of the you know one of the number one goals in any survey anywhere is it's health related or fitness related, right? I want to lose weight. I want to eat better. I want to, you know, quit smoking. I want, so do you start going on a specific diet plan or exercise regimen or how do you, how do you approach that? So, and that, that's an important question because a lot of people, they want the magic diet, right? And particularly if it has some kind of catchy, sexy name, mm-hmm. it becomes, you know, the, the fad of the month. But really, that's, there's no one-size-fits-all approach. I mean, if I prescribed you nothing but paleo and you're a vegan, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And people have different health needs based on their body composition and their goals and stuff like that. So the concept of a one-size-fits-all diet is ridiculous, no matter how fancy the name is. But, but seriously, before I even address people's nutritional status and their exercise, I really am going to those junk thoughts to that mindset. And sometimes if people are struggling so much with that, I'll give them a new label. I am a healthy person. I've always hated the idea. I want to eat like a skinny person eats Hmm. because the truth is you can eat. Some people can eat nothing but bacon and donuts and be skinny. Yeah. Either through genetics or calories. Yeah. Yeah. So being skinny doesn't necessarily equate with being healthy. So I ask people to think of themselves, you know, I am a healthy person. Okay. What would a healthy person do? Yeah. And when you start putting your mind around that, then we can start moving forward with creating healthy habits. Some people need to do those resets where they're doing a massive diet change all at once to help get them on track. But the truth is most of those are not sustainable. And I'm a big believer in creating and maintaining healthy habits over the long term because those big yo-yo swings in diet and weight are not healthy for you. Yeah. I have a friend, had a, I haven't talked to her in quite a few years, but I used to work with a gal and uh, she looked great. She was in great shape. She used to run, I think, six miles a day. She ate at the AMP every day. She mm-hmm. stopped at the AMPM, right? The gas station can be. Yeah, yeah. And that's where she got her food out of the hot thing. She would eat uh, hamburgers. And I'm well, like, and that's hamburgers in air quotes because what that's popular. Oh my that's God. Me. <laughs> yeah, that's like dog burger. I don't even know what that is, right? Like, that's. Yeah. And I'm like, and I like, finally one day I'm like, I'm saying this out of love. I'm like, I, I'm like, you look great but on the inside, you know, like, like, like what those are doing to your body. Like, yeah, that, yeah. Like just cause you look hot. I, yeah. I don't think that's, you know, that's yeah. not good, you know, but I love what you just said though. Cause what you talked about and you know, we could go deep into this. Um, I don't know if you will or not, but you know, I mean, identity shift, right. Is that changing your, any change, changing your habits though, specifically it really starts with, or it can start with, or even it should start with changing your identity, which is identifying your current past slash current identity, which is, okay, I've been someone who has settled for mediocrity in this area of my life, right? And that's why like in my in Miracle Morning, I start with that, like that reality check of like, hey, be really painfully honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, where are you settling for mediocrity as a parent, as a, you know, in what area in your health? And uh, so first, getting that identity, this is what my identity has been. I've settled for mediocrity in these areas of my life or this area of my life. And then what is the identity I want? Like you said, it is not just I'm a skinny person, but I'm a healthy person. And then it's okay. And then you commit. It's not just creating that identity or identifying it, but it's actually committing to it. Like I will live, here's the identity that I'm committed to living in alignment with. 
I will be healthy person making healthy choices, right? And then it's easy to weigh it as every choice. It's like, should I eat this? It, ooh, I'm, I'm really in the mood for pizza. And then it's like, well, wait, the identity that I've committed to is I am a healthy person. I'm not saying you can't eat pizza, you know, but if it's every day, I used to have a, I had a coaching client once that he drank a 12 pack of Mountain Dew a day and had two extra large pizzas. I swear to God. Good and he'd been doing that for like six years. And I go, how are you still alive? Like, right? <laughs> how, what? I mean, it was crazy. And he was, he was like in his twenties or whatever, but, yeah. um, but anyway, but, but yeah, so I don't know if there's any more to, to expand on that, but just the importance of like your identity is crucial. And if you see yourself as a smoker, then you'll keep smoking. But yeah, if you no decide, I'm no longer willing. I'm oh, sorry. What'd you say? Yeah. No matter how many times a smoker tries to quit, if they in their head, if they're saying I am a smoker, then they're just a smoker who has put the back down for a few days or weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're going to pick it back up because they still identify as a smoker. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like I'm quitting for as long as I can. I can't do it anymore. Right. And you've got to see this because people have this self-identity. I'm not a morning person. I can't do the miracle uh, morning yeah. quote. I have this self-identity. I'm like, I know you can relate to this quote. I'm not a morning person. Uh, uh, I forgot. Like, yeah, they, yeah the, like the most obvious one that I could relate to. I did yeah. not even cross my mind. Thank you for pointing that out. I, I, I got gotcha. yeah. And yeah. same thing with entrepreneurs. I know a huge portion of this audience are entrepreneurs and some of them could be playing at the next level, finding streams of horizontal income. Like our dear friend, David Osborne talks about in wealth can't wait. And, but they're in their mind. They're like, I'm a small entrepreneur or I can't do that. Or I'm not a big player. It, so with all of these things, the best thing about this is I must, my study is human habits. I chose in this book to talk about health, mm-hmm. but really this work is applied anywhere. And so I tell people, I mean, you use the word, the mindset that you're committed to. And that's exactly what I talk about. I tell people go full on and commit, literally get out a marker and write it on your bathroom mirror. I am a healthy person. Put it on post-it notes all around your house. Have an app on your phone that'll alarm a few times a day and pop up with that and change the password on your computer. So every time you have to log in, you have to type, I am a healthy healthy. person. And then add in some random numbers and capitalization. (laughs) (laughs) Hacking everyone's computer. Don't worry. (laughs) But but to truly, because your brain believes what you tell it. People have no idea the power of mantra and suggestion to your brain. It's incredible. You've been telling your brain for years, you're lazy or you're not a morning person and you act like it, right? Because your brain believes it. So why would you not think your brain would believe the opposite if you start telling it that? Your brain doesn't care. It doesn't value one over the other. It just believes that you tell it and acts accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, like, like low hanging fruit on that is whenever I, if I'm not, if I'm just kind of, you know, you wake up feeling like in an emotional funk or you're just kind of feeling depressed one day for really no reason. You're like, life's great. What's, why am I feeling like depressed? You know, it doesn't make sense. But I just, I just, yeah, I understand the power of suggestion, right? I just will literally go, I feel good. I feel great. I feel happy. I feel a lot. All right. Like I'll just say it over and over and over and then I'll smile and I'll embody it. And all of a sudden it literally shifts, you know, you shift your psychology, you shift your physiology, you feel better, you're happy. Um, I want to dive in though with you on uh, you know, being that this is the Achieve Your Goals podcast, being that your habits are what determines really your outcomes, aka your goals, right? Mm-hmm. So I just want to hear your perspective, your thoughts, even if you have any, you know, system or steps or anything, you can obviously share whatever you like and find valuable. So how do you view habits as they relate to goals? I believe habits are the pathway to goals. Mm, I like that it's- pathway. I mean, truly you, okay. So you're the goal, you say, you know, what is the end point for some people? It's a certain weight or a certain dollar amount or certain anything. Honestly, really the goal isn't the thing. 
mm-hmm. it's who you become in the process mm-hmm. and the habits you create along the way, because that goal really shouldn't be a stopping point. That should just be the next marking point toward the habits. And habits can work in anything. You know, you and I were talking before we started about our other, we have a lot of mutual friends. We do, we do. <laughs> Everyone loves you, Jamie, by the oh. way. Like, everyone loves you. Everybody like, and you're all, it's because you're, you're like the most supportive person. You're oh. like, it's not just that you're nice and sweet and, you know, pleasurable, but sorry, I'm going to go off on a little rant here. You're like the most supportive person. You know, David Osborne, right? Like good friend, my co-author, our friend, uh-huh. you know, you came up recently and he's like, Jamie is like, just, she is, goes to bat for everybody, for all of her friends. So anyway, I just want to acknowledge you that everybody can learn from you. We should do a whole new, like our next, we should do another episode, like a follow up down the road of just how to be a good friend. Cause yeah. you're a freaking amazing friend. You actively support people at a really high level. And I want to thank you for that. Acknowledge you for that. So thank, oh, you. thank you for that acknowledgement. Oh, that made me feel wonderful. You know, it, it matters. And that's one of my people ask, what is your superpower? And one of my superpowers is seeing other people's superpowers mm-hmm. and affirming the good in other people and supporting them. And sometimes even just, a, you know, somebody's down in a funk, a quick reframe and holding up the mirror so somebody can see themselves in the amazing way that I see them, it matters. So thank you. I, I really believe in friendship. I love that. So Yeah, yeah you're awesome. So, okay, cool. So, uh, so we were going to talk about John Berghoff. Oh, oh yes. That's funny. Thank you. <laughs> That's how this all started because we were so excited about all of our friends. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Cause uh, I, I text John today. So I know you've been doing So John Bergoff is obviously one of my best friends. He is my business partner. We have the best year ever blueprint event that we put on. He's been a co-host of this podcast and uh, he's doing some freaking ground as you know, better than me, because I mean, you're, you've gone through it all. You're certified in your John's training, but he is doing some incredible work that is changing the future of the planet. I mean, just changing the, the future of society. And, uh, yeah, so I would that, love- is, that is actually not hyperbole. No, it's not. Yeah. This, uh, is, this is transformative. Yeah. So talk about that. Well, so you're tell me, how'd you get involved with John? What are you doing with him? What did you do with him? What? Yeah. I'd love to hear it. So- interesting pathway. Of course, all of it started with our mutual, incredibly dear friend, Joe Polish, Genius Network founder, Joe Polish. So I I was hanging out with him and he introduced me to you and, you know, I met David and, you know, as you know, he's one of the elders of the GoBundance tribe. And for many years, women have kind of been quietly knocking on the door saying, Hey, where's our tribe? And so when David and the other elders and John Berghoff wanted to start the women's GoBundance tribe, they sent me out there. And this incredibly wonderful, amazing, strong group of women. And John Berkhoff was running the event. And so in addition to being fully engaged in the people I was working with, I'm looking up and I'm like, the way he's facilitating this is so masterful. Mm. It took maybe 10 or 15 minutes into the event. And I was like, I immediately knew I'm going to do that. That's the missing piece because I've been, I do keynotes. I've been teaching. I'm an assistant professor, all those things. But this masterful facilitation is so next level. So now I get to work with entrepreneurs, with individuals, with businesses, with companies, and take this work of facilitation, of genuinely getting the crowdsource wisdom in the room and helping elevate people. I mean, this work has been used at the United Nations, Facebook, Cleveland Clinic, you know, some of the biggest places in the world. Yeah, you name it. Yeah. All, I mean, I can, I can name drop for the 20 <laughs> minutes about all this amazing stuff. And so the way I use this work is helping people improve their productivity, their engagement, their fulfillment in life through healthy habit creation and maintenance, confidence and resilience. Cause that's my jam. Yeah. Got it. And so with John's work, right, it's teaching people how to facilitate rapid transformation 
yes. the, at the group level, at the org, tapping into the wisdom of a group, right? And at the organizational level. And uh, his work is yet yeah, to, it was Leaf. That was the, he just, they just changed the brand to Exchange because they, yeah, I don't know if you can explain the, Yes. Well, and I love that because truly when you're in a room, it used to be this stage on the stage. There's one person, one magical leader who holds all the wisdom and everyone else should just sit there and absorb it. Yeah. But now it's an exchange of ideas because the collective wisdom in the room is so much greater than people even realize. And when you can tap into that and then dream together, design a future and co-create, that's how you change the world. Yeah. And let me tell you, if you're listening right now and you're like, all right, what was the last two minutes about? Like, what, what, what like, I'm not, I don't facilitate. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I just want to achieve my goals. <laughs> like, let me just tell you that I'll tell you, here's what I've learned from John's work that is really applied at the individual level. And that is that uh, there's really, there's kind of two parts. Number one is whenever I'm having trouble solving a problem, right? Is having conversations about the problem with other people, right? So if I have a challenge, a problem, an opportunity, uh, if I'm stuck, can't make a decision, so if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm there, right? And I think we're all there right? You know, pretty frequently. Just having these conversations, like I've, I've been working on my brand. Actually, what we're going to... Oh, here, here's a little news that I'm going to drop for the first time for our listeners. Uh, Ooh, sneak peek. Um, I love it. Yeah, we are changing the name of this podcast. And uh, I don't know exactly when. We're changing the name. We're changing the theme. And it's based on basically the future of my entire brand is called The Miracle Life. And it'll probably be called the Miracle Life Podcast. And there's really four pillars to it. And this is all evolving. So this is like a preliminary, like kind of letting everybody listening know. Um, but there's four pillars to the Miracle Life. And the Miracle Life, when I say that, that'll be our, that'll be my next book. It'll be, you know, we have a Miracle Life mentorship program, a mastermind, a live event, a whole thing around this. And the Miracle Morning, of course, is part of the Miracle Life, but it's only a part of it, right? I mean, there's, there's more to it. Okay, I did my morning routine. I'm, I'm ready to take on the day. Now, how do I create the most extraordinary life I can imagine? And the four pillars are love yourself as you are, see yourself as you can be, create the most extraordinary, meaningful life that you can imagine, and help others do the same. And so that is kind of the future of my work and the future of the podcast. Now, there's a reason I was mentioning that. We were talking about how all this ties in. So I talk about habits and goal setting and stuff like that. And so the facilitation I do with John Berghoff's group and, and what you're doing, all of these things are habits you can create. You add to your daily life, you set these goals, and you live a miracle life. That is true. That is true. Thank you. Thank you for, for, for saving there. Where was I going? <laughs> I was floundering. But yeah, so yeah, if you're listening to this, right? I mean, just, just realize that. Identify, in fact, I'd love to kind of tie a bow on this and then I'll ask you where people can you know, get in touch. And I have some cool free stuff that they can get to add value right away. But if you are listening to this, uh, realize that whatever your goals are, uh, whether you're, you know, they're goals you are working towards, goals you haven't even set yet, goals that you're thinking about, right? You haven't set... What Jamie's expertise is, is what your expertise needs to become, which is habits, right? If we want to change our life, we have to change our behavior and we have to change our behavior consistently. And consistent behavior is what is known as a habit. And if you have healthy habits, those will produce a healthy life. If you have a habit of spending more money than you make, mm-hmm. you will be in financial ruin. Mm-hmm. If you have a habit of saving more money than you spent, right? You will be financially successful, right? If you have a habit of doing your miracle morning every day, learning, growing, improving yourself, well, you will become a better version of yourself. If you have a habit of hitting the snooze button 10 times and then rushing off to work, you've missed a huge opportunity to become the person that you need to be to create everything you want for your life. So I would encourage everybody 
to schedule some time. Do it now if you have, if you have 10 minutes. It doesn't need to be a lot of time. A half an hour is probably ideal, a little bit more time. But pull out your journal, digital or physical, and identify what are the habits right now. I would start with what are the habits right now that you're, that, that you're doing that are good, that are positive. It's always good to put yourself in a frame of empowerment. Tap into your strengths. In fact, that's the basis of John's work that you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Start by looking at what you're already doing well so you can do more of that, right? And you can acknowledge yourself. You can feel like, hey, I've proven that I have the ability to do some good habits, right? Like, you know, are you spending time with your kids every day? Like, that's a great habit. Are you, are you drinking water already? Are you eating right? Are you exercising? Are you, what are the habits you already have in place? Start there. Look at your strengths and put those on paper. Do it in writing. Don't just think about it. You need to see it. And then I would really look at what are the habits that I'm doing that may be detrimental. You know, before I had cancer, I was taking Adderall and, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not giving medical advice, but when I looked at it, I'm like, maybe, you know, it's, that's very close to methamphetamine, like that, maybe that's not a good habit, right? And I cut that out, you know? And so it's look at what are the habits in your life that, that are non-productive, that are counterproductive, that are maybe if you stay on those, the track with those habits, they might cause you major pain in the future, right? So look at the habits that you need to change and then look at your goals and go, okay, what are my goals? And then look at what are the habits that will get me to those goals? Because the beauty of it is, as you know, as Jamie has eloquently shared in this episode and, and talks about in her book, Habit That, if you line up your habits and you have habits that are the habits that will eventually lead to your goals, now your success is inevitable. Now, now the only variable is timing. You know, maybe you have a goal of doing it in six months, but it takes you two years or whatever. You're eventually going to get there if you get your habits in place, right? But don't put the cart before the horse, being the goal before the habit. The habits got to come first and the habits are what lead to the goals. So Jamie, any, anything, did, did I say that okay? Anything to add to that? You're the expert, not me. No, I was say, you're officially hired to the Habit That team. Yes. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. I appreciate it. Cool. So yeah, where can people, what's the best way to get in touch with you? And again, and what can you, I know you've got some free stuff that they can get, a sneak peek of the book, and, and there was some other stuff you were mentioning before we started talking. Yes. So my website is drhopehealth.com. So D-R-H-O-P-E-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. That's also my Twitter handle. Um, and so on my website, you can get uh, the Smarter Goals worksheet, you can get the 12 Reasons exercise I talk about in the book, and you can get a free sneak peek of the book itself. Oh, that, those two, first, all three of those resources are great, but the first two, I love that because you know, I know for me when I listen to podcasts, I'm like, I'm so visual. Yes. I'm like, is there anything I could like download? Like I, I need to something, I need to see something, yes. fill something out, write something. So you uh, literally can download it right off the website and start using it today. That is killer. And I'm actually on Twitter right now because I don't know if I follow you. I'm embarrassed to say that, but hold on. Don't. Oh, you're a terrible friend. No, I'm kidding. I know. I don't, uh, wait, a I lot do, of my I Twitter is also you. emergency medicine stuff. So the, the, it's kind of a very interesting split where it's, you know, the healthy habit and resilient stuff. And then I'll, cause I'm also an ER doc. So a lot, some of it's kind of nerdy ER stuff. So you can kind of select which tweets you look at. And then I have a, a Facebook group. It's smaller, but it's really designed to kind of crowds. I'm not the guru of the site. It's how can we support each other in our imperfectly perfect journey toward healthier habits? And so you just search for the habit that tribe. Uh, the habit that tribe based yep. on your book, Habit That. Awesome. Yes. Jamie, well, I love you. I'm so grateful that we got to chat today. It was really, really valuable for me and I'm sure our listeners too. Hell, thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to hang out again soon. I know. I will see you hopefully at uh, Fam Abundance in the next couple of weeks. And until then, goal achievers. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Achieve Your Goals 
podcast. As you already know, if you are a loyal listener, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time, energy, and attention. Hope you got as much value out of talking with Jamie today as I did. And uh, I will talk to you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 